Wow. He intercedes for me. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. Um, today, we want to partake in the table of divine reversals. Today, we want to take partake in this table of intercession. And I'm asking the Lord to help me, to help you, so you can understand what, not only what he's done for us, but what he's called us to do for others. As your hands are lifted, just talk to the Lord. And those of you who have a prayer language, use it before God this morning. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Yeah, I mean out loud. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Blessed, blessed be your name today. Thank you for standing in our place. Thank you for getting between us and the wrath of the Father. Thank you for delivering us from the evil one and continuing to deliver us from the evil one. I thank you. I praise you. As we partake of this table, your body, your blood, that strengthens, delivers, and brings to pass all that you've promised. May we walk in it. May we live in it today. Lord, I just thank you for it. I just sense that. Would you do that? Is it okay to stand on your feet and just continue just to worship the Lord for just a few minutes? His glory, His majesty, His incredible mercy, His magnificent grace that He wants to pour out on you. Hug your neighbor and uh, pray for them that they receive everything that you. I want you to receive everything you need and want from the Lord today. tell you the joy I have of seeing my friends I haven't seen for in person for more than 40 years it's, a, it's amazing 40 years looks good on you by the way sir <laughs> I told him I had hair then amen <laughs> and then their family dear God that's amazing don't do that oh. not really okay all right we don't need a collision here this morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, last week I asked you, which character do you associate with? What character do you identify with? In our story, and if you don't know where we are, those of you that are joining us online, if you look at the book of Esther, it's the most amazing book. And particularly for right now, a word of the Lord to his church. And we are dealing with it and we must deal with it. Which one do you relate to or would like to? Ahasuerus, 
who's living large and in charge, who could give a party for six days for all of his magistrates, 127 providences, which he ruled over from Ethiopia to India. Oh, he was living large and he was in charge. Do you relate to him? Right now, maybe you'd be at the best place you've been in your life, even financially, career. Or maybe you related to, maybe you related to Vashta, his wife. And before two or three Sundays ago, you may have identified with that characteristic that says I am my own person I'm married but I am my own person and I'll do what I'll do well please you can throw a party I can throw a party you can be married my ladies can be married and when the king summoned her she said huh basically she said by her actions who's the king <laughs> all the magistrates sitting around uh, around uh, Ahasuerus, maybe you relate to the magistrates, you have responsibility and you have the ear of somebody who's large in charge. And you have to give, you have to give insight, advice, direction for them. Maybe you related to Ahasuerus council. Seven of them that overlooked the providences. He said, look, we got to do something about this. I mean, I mean, look, come on now. If, 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 if Vashti doesn't show up and you summon her, and she say, eh, look at the hand. You understand what I'm saying? She doesn't show. And, you know, what about us? All of us, we're married. Guess what I watched? She got her wife in her party. They don't show. Guess what? When I go home, I'm, we'll all be disrespected. Now, follow me if you would. Can you imagine nations where in every household, wives are doing whatever they want? Oh, you didn't respond because it's already happening. <laughs> Can you imagine the turmoil? Well, I hate bad news for you. Unfortunately, that same spirit has uh, touched our nation. He said, come, and she said, no, I ain't coming. So because she didn't come, whew, she sent a signal. Her actions sent a signal to all the other women in the, whole, in the providences, 127 of them from India to Ethiopia. Can you imagine? Or maybe you relate to this innocent person who's just kind of doing your thing and you realize that um, there's a beauty contest and you've been chosen. You didn't have never thought maybe you'd be chosen for, you know, but you were chosen. And, and now you're in the latest running. And I mean, they whittled it down to the last few, the, the, at least 127. Because they went to all the providences to gather all the good looking women. Y'all not talking to me, talk back to me. You understand what I'm saying? And they, not, they were beautiful. It says about Esther, who, her real name, Hadassah, she was beautiful in face in y'all know form and in I give you one more last week she was beautiful in favor maybe you relate to someone that you just can't do wrong it's like 
you, every, everything you touch, it, it moves, it works. Uh, you're being promoted, you're being, you're honored. You, 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 people notice you, and when you come in the room, the room lights up. You might be like Esther, who lost her parents in her youth, and now is being raised by a relative. I mention this because my wife had this experience. My wife and I. So we do know what that is. Maybe you relate to someone like Mordecai, who is asked by situation or by the Lord to take care of somebody you didn't sire, you didn't birth. Maybe you got, maybe you are in charge of somebody as a father or a mother but you did not bring them into the world. Maybe you related with that character. For Mordecai, we assume he was married. The Bible doesn't say he was married, but we assume he may have been married. But whether he was or wasn't, he was the father. He was acting as the father position over Esther. Raised her from her youth, taught her. He was a, he was a Benjamite, which meant he was of the strictest sect of Judaism. Same sect Paul came from. And it's kind of interesting about him because he has position. He's a powerful man, actually. He has way, some historians say he was one of the scribes for the king in the, because he had taken those who had been, who were uh, taken into captivity from, from Jerusalem or from, from the Jews. He was taken as a captive and had lived there, could not go back living in a foreign land, but still practicing his faith. Like many of us who are, we, we are in this culture. A culture who hates you, not because you're black. By the way, if they only hate you because you're black, you're sending the wrong signals. It's really the wrong one. But if they hate you because of your, of your honor, of your, of your loyalty, of your honesty, of your righteousness, of your fidelity, of your truthfulness, well, hmm, then maybe they're hating you for the right reasons. A lot of you say, well, I came to Jesus so I would get rid of my haters. Look at me, you came to the wrong Jesus. When you come to Christ, you get haters. I want to promise you, you get more haters when you say yes to Christ than when you said no. Maybe you relate to Mordecai, who has position, but he's, but he's not the right, he's not the ruling culture. He's a Jew. Maybe some of you used to be like Haman. Who, uh, who's an offspring of what Saul should have annihilated. As the Lord said to him through the prophet Samuel, I want you to kill every, I, I want you to take, in that tribe, the Amalekites, I want you to destroy them. Destroy the animals, because they, they, they worship a cult that makes them look like animals. So destroy all the animals, make sure we get them all. They love to rip babies out of the womb. 
and, and many other things we won't mention here today. Get rid of them, all of them. And God is just so. We already know that in the justice of God, for those of you who are questioning, God always, always gives you an opportunity to repent. And when you don't, well, hey, well, the free will he gave you is really free. It just costs you everything if you don't use it right. Saul wouldn't kill Agag, the king of the Amalekites. So the history, the historians say that his wife got away because Samuel hacked him to pieces. So by the way, because you wonder how that works in your faith, there's some things God wants you to obliterate, absolutely destroy out of your life. Can you raise your hand if you understand what I'm saying to you? Some things you ought never to tolerate again. And if you do, those things will destroy you. It's kind of amazing because now that's, that, that a significant one got away, now generations later, here the Jews are having to face their same enemy. They're living in their midst. Tell your neighbor, talk to your neighbor, say, what you don't destroy, that God asks you to destroy, you're going to have to deal with in your midst. So Haman, who can't stand the ground a Jew walks on, he, uh, he can't stand Mordecai because Mordecai will not honor his latest position given to him by the king. So uh, the king didn't do it, but Mordecai did it for himself. Propped himself up, had folks carry him through the city. Oh, here comes Mordecai, the one the king honors. Bow down, bow down before he playing king. Haman, what did I say? Oh. Yeah, Haman, he playing king. Bow down to Haman. Mordecai is standing there and he's like, I ain't bound. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the time this morning, but maybe later on we'll talk about it. But there is a place and there is a time, ladies and gentlemen, when the law of the land is adverse to what the Lord Jesus has commanded us. When the Lord, the law of the land is adverse to the command of the culture, you must not. Tell your neighbor, you must not bow down. Talk to your neighbor, you better not bow down. So maybe you're like Mordecai, who's a loving father, but he is a, he is a committed believer. Even to the point of his own demise, he was. By the way, if you want some interesting reading, if you read, some of you who love the scripture and love to get into the, into the background, if you, if, you, if you get the Septuagint, that's the Greek translation of, of Esther, it'll give you, in the, first, in the first, it gives you an introduction, not only to Mordecai's dreams, but it'll give you an introduction. It'll talk about his prayers. You ought to read about his prayers. He said, Lord, I wasn't being obstinate in his prayer. I wasn't being obstinate. I wasn't trying to show off, Lord. It was about you and about your name. And I will not bow. I will not worship anything but you alone. And now my actions have gotten my whole race in trouble. I'm not sure where you relate to what character, but Mordecai is feeling the weight of his decision. And may I say to those of you that have been promoted and those of you that are being honored, the time will come when you'll have to make a decision. You take the money or you take, or you take, you take the money or you take the 
You take the money or you take the backlash. What? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes your promotion is at the cost of your own faith. Sometimes the increase you ought not touch because what that means is you bow to what God is opposite of God, opposite of his kingdom. We got, you know, I said this, this chapter, this book is about the church because it's true that it's true right now. The body of Christ is suffering because we don't want to even get into conversation. We don't, want to know enough, we don't want to know enough about the conversation. We don't even know how to be articulate about the issues. We don't even know what the issues are. That's why some of you, when on one side of town, when we were jumping up and down and screaming over, over Roe versus Wade being turned around, other believers were saying, shoot, I think a woman ought to have the right to choose to do what she want to do with her body. Whether it's her body, it's her coochie, she can do what she want to do with it. I ain't nobody talking to me today. It is possible for you not even to understand what the issues are. Mordecai, he was very much aware. He is that representative of God's entity in the culture that is adverse to the culture. And what to do. Or maybe you relate to Hadassah, her, now, her new name now, Esther, who has been promoted, and, 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 and she's being promoted. <laughs> I'm sorry, forgive me. I had one of them crazy thoughts again. You're not, you're not supposed to talk that way. I was gonna say she's being promoted by her beauty, but I was gonna use the other word anyway. But anyway, she was being promoted because she was beautiful in face and come on, in form, you know. And when they looked at her, like, wow, she's a bad man, my job. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing when you, when you look at this text and attempt to bring it to life now. There's something else going on aside from her beauty and her form, face, her form. There's something else going on over her that's powerful. I started talking to you about it last week. I'll talk to you about it again next week. It's about the favor of God was on her. And when the favor of God is on you, they can't resist you. Tell your neighbor, when, it, when the favor of God is on you, they can't resist you. God puts his favor on those that he knows he can trust in the heat of the battle. He puts his favor upon people that can fulfill his purpose. The favor of God is always is about your CPA. The favor of God on your life is always about your CP, not your certified public accountant, about his calling, about his purpose, and about his assignment in your life. Lord, have mercy. So let's don't get that twisted. God doesn't put favor on you just so you can get rich. Favor on you and you may be rich because of it. But there's a reason for that. Here she is, innocent, and she finds herself winning the contest. Oh my. When she goes among the however many hundreds of women, they like her. They're like, 
Child, you know you're going to take it. I, I'm going to step aside because you know, you know you got it. You got that thing right there, right there. Even the eunuchs that take care of her, they like her. Oh, like Esther, she bad. She right. She got the right attitude. She has so much favor until the chief leader of all the eunuchs takes care of the choosing of the ones who are going to be presented to the king. He loves her. He's like, Esther, wow. She's not braggadocious. She doesn't flaunt what she has. And by the way, women, what will make you beautiful is when you cover it, not reveal it. I just want to give you a little hint on that thing right there. Let me try that one more time. If you want to be accepted, if you want to be, if you want to be attractive, then what you do, you cover it. You don't reveal it. Somebody told you a lie. If I, if I open it up, they'll want me more. Well, there's some truth to that, except who is the ones that want you? You examine who wants you. Any man, any man of faith, any man of integrity, any man that's like God, he's looking at your eyes. He's not looking at your thighs. Now, he may check your thighs out, but when he gets through looking at your thighs, he's going to look at your eyes. He want to know. <laughs> that ain't talking to me. He want to know. He wants to know what's up in there. What's up in there? When that eunuch looked at her, and eunuch, you know, they're not sexually attractive. It wasn't, it wasn't that. But she, he, he's like, wow. And she is so awesome. He tells her what to do. Maybe you can relate to Esther. Somebody is in your ear telling you what to do so you can be successful in the climb where you are. So here's, what I want, here's where I want to bring you today. In all, this, in all of this, there is, a, there is a God thing that God is doing. So much so until he allowed this book to be a part of the canon of Scripture. And he, he, um, he wants you to see, he wants us to see what he had in mind. This girl is a time, this girl has come to the kingdom of God for the most crucial time in the history of her people. And I hate to tell you this, maybe you don't want to hear it, but the church is alive right now at the most crucial time in history. You ask yourself, what is a divine reversal? Well, if you look at Esther chapter 9, verse 22, it says, because on the days the Jews rid themselves of their enemies, it was a month which was turned for them from sorrow into gladness, from mourning into hollering, well, into, holiday, into a holiday, that they should not make them days of they, they decided we'll make these days the fast of fasting and rejoicing and to the feasting feasting thank you and 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 frankly to this very day they're it's called the days of purim it's referring back to what god did for the whole jewish nation while they were in captivity while they appeared to be powerless what he did for them oh my god Oh my God. This word turned, which turned for them, that word, I don't always give the original language, but in this case, I think I will. It's havak. <laughs> okay, 
H-A-P-H-A-K, okay? Did I say it right? I didn't mess up, did I? Thank you. All right, all right. <laughs> Go ahead, say it. Go ahead. You want to say it. Ha ha! A lot of folks didn't join in because they they just scared. Okay. Well, that, I'll tell you what the word means. The word means, the word means, check it out. It means to turn. Like, you know, like, like hard turn to the left. Yeah, to turn, to turn around, to overthrow, to change, to reverse, to transform oneself. Wow. About face. Thank you, man. When you use this, it's, it's used... Uh, it's used in several different ways. This word, it, re it refers to the turnaround, the, re the divine reversal. It, it can refer to the, the, the personal inner transformation, like what happened to Saul. Knocked off of his, his <laughs> knocked off of his, his animal on the, on the ground. Who are you, Lord? Turns his life completely around, his inner nature. It's used to refer to, it's like a military term, referring to an overthrow of an enemy or the overthrow of a kingdom. Or it's used to indicate the presence of God's hand to turn evil intention into divine purpose. It's a very powerful word. So we, when we look at the book of Esther and we see the, the, we see the narrative unfold and we watch what God is doing, I believe it's the will of God that you find yourself. Today, before we partake of this table of divine reversal, I want you to see, your, not, I, I want you to relate, not, not, not to, not to not, who, who didn't show up, what's her name? Vashti, don't relate to her. Because you know, she never got to come on the forefront again. You show your rear end, you're not going to come in again. Are y'all breathing? Some of y'all say, well, you know, it's her, right? She like, okay, fine, but go on, show your tail. Guess what? You don't get to come. We don't hear anything about her. In fact, in the next chapter, it's just the king, he, you ought, you ought to read it in the original. He didn't even consider, well, excuse me, he didn't even Think about what she did. He wouldn't even let himself think about that. I can't believe that woman. It was my power. She going to tell me no in front of everybody. So he said, I ain't thinking about her. Read that first few uh, lines of chapter two. You'll see the king said, eh. okay, let's put that out of my mind. And put his mind on who is more worthy. Have mercy, Jesus. Because kings have choices, Amen. I'm sorry, so do your husband. Maybe they shouldn't, but they do. Wow. So Esther is a prophetic, she is a prophetic picture of where we are as a church today. The followers of Jesus. But she's put in a precarious situation. Now, she didn't get there by her own prowess. God favored her to, and put her there 
And, and she, she was passing every test because of the way her, her, her father, her surrogate father, Mordecai, had instructed her and, in fact, told her, hey, uh, we're going to keep in touch. Um, I'll find a way, and, and, and I, we'll, be, we'll keep talking to each other. And by the way, one of the worst things you can do is get your promotion and move on up and forget about the voice that helped you get there. That's one of the worst things you can do. You big enough now, you don't need that advice. You don't have any idea what the purpose of God is. God's purpose is much greater than that. And you're going to need the one that helped bring you. You're going to need that one. Will you say amen? amen. And uh, the book of Esther is a story of this, this young Jewish woman who, who has the courage not only to listen to her her stepfather, can I use that term? Because a lot of people today who are brought up by stepfathers, that's an ugly, nasty word. Even Disney has made stepmother an ugly thing. But I want to tell you, in, the, in, in, this, in this presentation of the Lord, the, the, the stepfather is the key to all that he wants to do. He just doesn't put him on the front page. She's the instrument. He's the wisdom. She gets the show and the glow. He gets the know. Are you still with me? So in the course of their life, Haman, who hated Mordecai, did not know that Esther was a Jew because she kept her mouth shut. And by the way, when you're in the place, when you're in the place of influence and leadership, you don't need to lead with your black skin and your curly hair and your ugly dread. Oh, I'm sorry, your dreads. I think I about just messed up right there. I think I just messed up right there. Okay, okay, okay. All dreads are not ugly. All dreads are not ugly. I'm sorry, bro. It's just, it's just that, you know, it's just that some people are like, you know, you know, I want to say, and I, I, don't wanna, I don't understand why people don't say it. That is nasty. Nasty! I'm trying. Hey, dude, they be putting wax and all kind of stuff up in there. Look like a bird nest, man. I said, that's nasty. That's, that's fashion. That's art. Okay? That's nasty fashion and art. Don't do it, Bishop. Don't do it. Don't, don't lean there. Don't do it. Oh, and now I got all the dread folks, dreadful folks, dread folks. <laughs> locks, I got all the locks against me. Well, hey, what if your locks kept you from a, a promotion? Do you love your locks more than your promotion? Do you really, you love your style? You love your individuality? You love your, you know, you'll be able to rock it like you want to rock it? You like that more then you want God's promotion. So your presence and your voice can be, a, can be an issue of influence in a time that's needed. He said, don't tell them you're a Jew. I'm proud. I'm proud. I'm proud of my blackness. <laughs> in fact, they wrote a song. Sign you're supposed to be with me right now. You're supposed to be playing that. You're supposed to be rocking that right now. So. <laughs> you missed it, bro. <laughs> That's all right. We get it next time. 
say it loud. I'm backing out proud. Man, are you serious? I'll tell you the day you should have got proud. The day, the, the day you really should have got proud is the day you realized that God did not choose you because of your skin color. He, choose, he chose you because he loved you. He died for you because of who, who he wants you to become. And he happened to put you in some dark skin. Praise the Lord. But what you're really going to lead with is not your dark skin, but his favor on your life. And when people look and see who you are, they're going to, my God, man, I want to hire you. I want you on my team. Yeah, right, right. That's what we're talking about. And the church has missed it. We flaunted our religion, our rules and our regulations in the face of people. And we think they, they should be hiring us because we saved. <laughs> you know what? I, I got, this was so bad until I got to a place and I needed work done. I decided I'm going to get me a hire a heathen, hire a heathen, Hire a heathen, hire a heathen policy. If they say I'm saved, eh, no, I don't want you. Because I can't, what I ran into was that people that said they were saved, but they were dishonest, it didn't go to come to work, it didn't show up, and they didn't stay long enough to do the job. I'm talking to everybody in this room right here. You, you will be promoted in the, in the place of God when you decide you're going to do and live like Jesus is teaching you to live. And I'm sorry, it's going to be beyond the color of your skin. Clap your hands if you can understand that. And if you can't, just bear with it. That's what we're dealing with. Before we take this table today, you should understand where you're coming to. That woman, and by the way, God chose this woman to be the influential person in this situation and backed her up with a male. So let's get this right, okay? And those of you that don't know the difference between male and female, shame on you. God didn't make a mistake when he called Hadassah. I got to get to the king. I know how to get to the king. If I, I, if I can get him in his bedroom, I can get to the king. Y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all not hearing me. And, and, and when she goes into that bedroom, she knows how to repose herself. Because she was instructed by a godly father figure. Which says to us that dads, maybe you are more important than you know in shaping the attitude of your daughters. My God, when she goes, to, the king sees her, he is overwhelmed. You know, you know how many women he could have? How many women he has looked at? When he saw her, immediately, through the favor of God, what will, 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 will move time and space back from you and, 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 and carve out the place where he wants you to be. Lord have mercy. Okay. But you're not there, Esther, just to, to enjoy the opulence. You're not there just to enjoy the several handmaidens that are, that are assigned to you. You're not there just to revel in the protection that's around you 24-7. You're not there just to enjoy the upfront and forward fashion that is presented to you in any form you'd like. 
the highest and the best of the land. You're there for more than that. That comes with it, but you're there for more than that. Look at your neighbor and say, you're in your position for more than just than the perks. You're, you're, you're there for more reason than that. I'll try to bring this home so we can take another step before the Lord. She is a prophetic picture of the church, and you do well. You and I would do well to place ourselves in the midst of her situation or his situation. I'd like you to, to believe that the church is there for a reason. For in her time, there were written decrees against the Jewish people to wipe them off the face of the earth to take their, and to take their property. The decree came about by that evil influence of Haman who hated Mordecai and everything he represented and anything with his blood in them. He hated the Jewish people. They just hated them. They hated the ground they walk on. He got in the king's ear and wrote a bodacious, it was a brilliant but a bodacious letter of lies against the Jewish people. You ought to read that because it really, what it really does, it says something about who we are right now as believers in the world. How do we carry ourselves? When do we say no? When do we speak up and when do we shut up? Paul said, I want you to pray for those in authority so you can practice your faith in peace. One of our problems is we can't practice our faith in peace less and less because you didn't go to the pole and do your civic duty to put folks in office that will allow peace to remain. On the guys that you didn't want to get politically involved. Give me a break. You want to see, see politics? Read the book of Esther. The church smack dab in the middle of it. You have a false concept of, of God's sovereignty. Just because he can do anything doesn't mean he's going to do everything. God has chosen to bring about his will on earth through his people. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's why he gives you all the rest of the, of the, of the prayer to get you straight so you can be, we can be the instrument through which God's kingdom is ushered. It's not enough of a demonstration of who Jesus is because the church is laughed at. In fact, what they do online is they turn down the sound and watch y'all shout and have, a, and have a party while they drunk, laughing at you. They don't take you seriously. As long as we stay in this building and worship what we're going to do, but until, what really counts when you walk out those doors and who you are, who you represent, how you walk, who you live, what's your relationship with your father, what's your relationship with your husband and your children. What really counts is the way you go to work, what you do, the quality of your work. What really counts is who you are out there in the marketplace. We come here to be helped, to be changed, to be transformed so we can take him out into the world. Go you, go ye into all the world system and declare the gospel. And whoever believes shall be saved. And whoever don't is in trouble. Better get to some fire insurance or something. 
So, so why did I say that? Well, because she's, I mean, she's set up. King loves her, makes her queen, elevates her above all the choices, brings her into his personal space shares with him the actual rulership because everybody here knows that whoever has your ear is impacting your choices. Mordecai, he over in the, in the he outside the gate, ripping his clothes and putting ashes on his head because he heard what Haman had done how he used his authority to trick the king. He said, hey king, there's a people, he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't name them, there's a people among us who can't stand your laws. Their laws, their ways of living are different than ours. They, we, we can't progress because of them. If we could get rid of them and get their property, I promise you the wealth of the kingdom will jump high. Give me the authority, king, to take care of this. I'll raise all the money you want for all the campaigns you want to expand your kingdom. That sounds pretty good to him. King Ahasuerus didn't know much about the Jews. <laughs> Haman was a boy, they were the devil. By the way, some devil's on your job. Some devil's in your life that cannot stand the purpose of God. And the moment you become identified with that purpose, they become, how many of you have ever had somebody on the job? It's like you became their enemy, like, oh, I'm gonna get him. Raise your hand if you've ever had that experience. Would you please, as you raise your hand, would you look around and see that uh, that's 90% of the room. You need to understand when you stand for righteousness, you will raise your enemies. Okay, here's another way to say it. New levels, come on. Okay, so here she is. She's living so large. Haman ripping his clothes open, putting stuff on his head, ashes on his head like God. And he's praying out of his spirit. And he's saying, God, help us. What he's doing is he is what I want you to consider, not consider. I want you to obey the Lord, considering. I want you to take on Mordecai's position. He was interceding. At that point, he became an intercessor. I'll talk more about this with you next week when I explain the difference between prayer and intercession. They are two different things even though they're related. He became the intermediary. He's praying to God. By the way, when he prays, he, in his prayer, he mentions the sin of his people. We're here in this foreign land because of our sin. We did everything you told us not to do. We took bride, we married their, we married their heathen uh, women. We bought foreign gods into our own household. We slept with them and, and now here we are in captivity. Ain't nobody talking to me, Ain't nobody talking to me. And isn't it amazing that in the body of Christ still, you marry who you de well please. As opposed to, should I marry this person? This issue of marriage is why we're in the condition we're in right now. And God is summoning the church. 
And I want you to step into the position. I want you to identify. Mordecai says, send a message to Hadassah. Send a message to Esther. Tell her, I need you to go in. I need you to go in and see the king. And I, want you, I need you to plead for your people. I want you to be the intercessor. Is, is it, could it be that this is the whole reason why favor is on you in the first place? Why you've come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Have you ever considered that your birth, the chronological, the chronological order of your birth, we're at a time in history, it is, so, it is so crucial, saints. If you knew what Congress was passing about your kids in school, you would vomit. If you knew the issues that are across the board that our nation is facing that directly opposes the church, if you knew, you might more readily relate to Esther. She said, look, I can't go into the king. I've been there, I, and, and I, I, it's at least 30 days before I can see him in his private chambers, at least 30 days. And anybody who comes into his private chambers who is not welcome is nothing but death. It's the death sentence, period. And, and unless the king ex extends his scepter toward them. <laughs> Mordecai said, tell Esther this. Go back and tell her what I said. Because she sent him back that. So he said, tell her what I said. The, the servant went back to Esther. I, I'm, I'm going to get his words right. Be sure that you are thinking that since I am the king's wife, I am safe. Don't think that. Because if, if, if you do not do this, you and your whole family will be destroyed. And, and salvation will come from another means. God's going to bring deliverance. I'm going to make a declaration. All you online, spread this. God is going to save this nation and turn everything around. But whether it comes from you, whether God has to let this generation die out and raise up somebody else, he's going to change America around. And those of you that hate America, you need to go be saved. You hate America because you just don't know our history. You've been feeding that, you've been, you've been eating that mess they've been sit, uh, telling you in schools. It took all the original books out, but the new left books in, so now your kids are being fed this garbage. That's why some half of y'all looking at me crazy right now. You can't believe that I actually like this. I actually like this. Uh, uh, play it for me. Mm -hmm. what, what key are you in? What key are you in? Give me a. From the mountains to the valleys, prairies to the oceans, white with foam. God bless America. So have you going? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry you don't understand you have not appreciated that God allowed yourself to be born on, on the greatest nation in the world and some of you don't even appreciate that the first people coming to this country got down on their knees took the post of their ship made a cross 
planted in the earth and said we dedicate this land for the propagation of the gospel around the world it is recorded I'll get it to you if you want it and now the generations have come to you and I and some of you don't even want to sing the Star Spangled Banner some of you are ashamed of your nation some of you don't care because you have you got your black glasses on I told you about them black glasses you're defining your whole life out of slavery. And God chose you to be the recipient of the prayers of your forefathers who were in slavery, who believed that they would never be. It would not always be. And you are the answer to their prayers. And you don't even appreciate what God has done in your life or where you are. But I tell you right now, Esther, you have been elevated, but you got a job to do. And you're going to have to put your safety, you're going to have to put your income, you're going to have to put your person on the line for what is right and what is true it's called intercede tell Esther I said go before the king here's what I love this is one of our best parts of the, of the narrative she says she says tell Mordecai pray Get all the Jews, have a prayer meeting. Have a three-day fasting prayer meeting. And I'm going to fast and I'm going to pray. I'm up in this opulent palace. You might be down there in the ghetto, but I want you to put, put the, get the troops together and pray. And I'm going to pray. And at the third, three days and three nights, I will go into the king, whether I die or whether I don't. I'm going. And that's where some of you are going to have to come to. I know you may not want to hear this this morning, but this is where you're going to have, when you come to this table today, to, to, to eat and to drink of this table today, Jesus wants you to remember that he interceded, stepped in between the wrath and your life and saved you and brought you into the household of faith and made you a part of his legislative body, the ecclesia. And you got a job to do. And remind me to talk about it, but you need to accept your calling of kings and priests. And what priests do, they intercede. They represent men to God. And they represent God to men. And here she goes. On that third day, she's fasted. The Bible said, read it. She put on her beautiful garments. She put on her gold it was shapely. Yes, hallelujah. She beat that face. She put on that. For all you old age Pentecostal folks, I know you might have a heart attack right now, but she put that lipstick on. <laughs> she walked, and she didn't walk. She sashayed up in there. Never, thank you. I, I'm not a woman. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be. Amen. So the whole issue is she walks up in there and can you imagine all of her, her majesty? What? What do you? She's breaking protocol. And, and I can see him pulling their swords. Even though she's the king's wife. They already had a renegade once. Her name Vashti. She didn't show up. But now God asked her to, asked her to show up when she wasn't supposed to show up. she's showing up for God now 
she walked in there and all the favor she had, she spent that favor right there. She spent every dime. She spent that favor. She walked up in there and the king who loves her knows who she is, knows her character, has lived with her. Now she ain't coming up here for nothing. She walks up in here and she, and she follows all the protocol in presenting the case, but she breaks the protocol as to when she did it. She came right on in. It was not the king's timing. It was God's timing. And she walked in the middle of there and she bowed down to the king to expose her neck so her head could be cut off if the king chose. Excuse me. It's her husband. But she's not treating him like a husband. Lord, some of you ladies need to listen to me right now. She's treating him like a king. <laughs> Yeah. And she bows down to him. Well, she bows down to him. And he, he said, he's, the king stretches out his scepter. Put them swords up. You don't even know who you're about to kill. What is your request? Okay, I got to stop there. Because, because saints, what she's doing is what God is asking you to do and that's why when we when we drink of this cup and we eat of this bread I want you to receive strength resolve commitment not only will I live for him when it's comfortable I will live for him when it's when it, when it might cost me everything No, I'm sorry. I'm not going to compromise. I'm not changing the words in my lyric because you don't want Jesus in the lyric. Jesus is going to be in the lyric. I'm talking to all you creative ones that write music and write prose. The time will come when, you know, this is the time, by the way, when Mordecai said, don't, don't tell them who you are. This time, tell them who you are. Reveal whose you are. Let me mean in my web. I'm a Christian. In fact, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even say I'm a Christian. I don't even use that word. Because Hollywood is so distorted that word. Until when you say Christian, the unbelievers go, eh. Okay, use the word disciple. Use the word follower. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I'm a believer in God Almighty who created the heavens and the earth. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who by creation brought forth all that we see and all that we are. I believe in that God, that one true God. The time will come when you're going to have to show your cards. Look at your neighbors. The time will come when in the, light, in the game of life, you're going to have to show your cards. You're going to, you're going to have to reveal who and what you are and what you're about. And then you got to trust God. It's interceding. Okay, bow your heads. I, I want to, I, we did, I've been much too long on this. I want, the, I, want the, I want the ushers to come forth. When you step into intercession, please remember Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Jesus became a curse for us so that we might be we might be the heirs of Abraham. We might inherit the, the promises of Abraham. 
He became a curse for us so the curse would be averted from us. Jesus became a curse so that he could turn it around for you and I. And we not now are the ones who turn it around. He's the master of divine reversal. Everything he did demonstrated God's power to turn curse into blessing. Death into life. Sickness into health when you partake of his body and his blood. From sickness to health. From pain to praise. From sorrow to joy. From lack to blessing overflowing. From emptiness to abundant overflowing. From darkness to light. Now you know what's going on. You're no longer laboring in the dark. You get it. From being having a lukewarm life when nobody cares about your faith or anything about you. They spit you out of their mouth. They don't care. In the public conversation, they don't want to hear what you have to say. Because you're lukewarm. Turn around to blazing on fire for God. Unashamed and unafraid. Oh, you bad. This is where you are, baby. You're going to have to come to the battle. You're going to have to show up. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Intercession? Yep. That's what you're going to have to... By the way, if you wanted, some of you wonder about your CPA, your calling, your purpose, your, your, your assignment. I'll give you one of them. Intercessor. God calls you to intercede for people. God calls you to, to be the, the person that stops them from going over the cliff into death eternal. He calls you to, to pray, to talk, to, to stand between them, their sins, and talk to God for them so that they might turn around. If that be the case, you can't love what they love. Hallelujah. Bowing your heads, I want you to ask the Lord to give you that. We're gonna, I'm going to help you step into that role and fulfill that assignment before God. Intercessor. Frontline warrior. Called to get in the way of the enemy's devices. Making decrees of freedom and blessing extending that freedom to others by reversing the curse in their life the curse of darkness as we pray as we serve them using what God's given you to break the power of deception okay so how do you get that when we drink this cup when we drink, come, 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 those of you who serve. When we drink this cup and we eat this bread, Jesus invites you to the table, not as a stranger. He invites you to the table as a son, as a daughter. Communion was not for the world. Communion for what those that belong to him. One of the greatest privileges in all of our walk with God is to be able to partake of his blood and his body. To be strengthened, to be filled with him 
that we might do his will empowering you to be what he created you to be and to do what he's called you to do that's why we come to this table lifting your hands to the Lord making your heart right with God and repenting from anything that has displeased him it's important that you that you repent from everything that you've done that displeases the Lord the attitudes that do not please him the, the actions you've done people you have offended the people that you, you've taken offense for the wrong reason you, you need to repent from that you've been afraid you've been ashamed you've not been willing to give a, re, a, hope, a, a, a reason for the hope that lies within you don't, you, don't just, you, don't, you don't testify of him you don't speak up in the middle of the conversation when you should giving glory and honor to him. I'm not talking about being a religious, uh, a, a, a religious bigot. I'm talking about you being a person who God uses and when the time comes for you to say what is true and what is right according to what he says, you do so and you give him the credit. Why are you ashamed of what they need so badly? How many of you are connected to people who need to hear the gospel and more need to see a demonstration of the gospel when you have done this there will be no room in this house you've rested you've hidden in the corners from COVID you are now being called into the king's court and you're going to have to you're going to have to ante up Say, Lord, my knees are shaking. Good. Receive this communion today. And when you get back in that situation, your knees will still be shaking, but you're gone anyway. And God will give you, Lord, have mercy. He will give you the trophy of your obedience. Father, this cup we bless is your blood given to us, poured out for the sins of many the cup of the new covenant in your blood. I now bless it in the name of Jesus. We see you, Lord. Thank you for what you suffered. Thank you for what you overcame for us. For we declare the power is in your blood. Thank you for this bread, Lord. We see this bread as your body broken for us we acknowledge when you break the body the blood comes Lord we see it your blood outside of your body is the only blood that can bring change oh Lord let your majesty descend on this people today as we eat and as we drink and as we commit to you may we see you prepare us for our assignment I thank you for it heal those Lord who need healing bring light to those who need it thank you for breaking the curse of the enemy in Jesus name in the house said amen.